0: Everybody, you're listening to the record show on Faith FM 87.6, 87.8, or 88, right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network, wherever you are. Positively different radio in the morning. You're with the double L team La Land Lawson. Lawson, what are you thankful for this morning?
1: Oh, let's see. So, <laughs> I didn't die. That's always a good thing to be thankful for, and and the and that was a very thing positive. that I was thankful for. Very positive because I went to put my pants on this morning.
0: And you nearly died.
1: And I I pulled them up, you know, mm. pull my pants up, mm. put my belt on. Mm. Um, and then I'm like, feel something kind of wriggling in my pants. And I'm like, oh, I just got out of the shower. Maybe, you know, you know, when sometimes you get like used to a feeling and like, like the shower water running on you and you're mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, okay. Yep. You know, you feel it after you get out. I'm like, oh, maybe it's just like, cause I got out of the shower and then I felt it again. And then I look down and I see something moving in like the ankle of my pants, <laughs> and I roll my pants up and a spider jumps out, and, ah! and I freak out and get my slipper and kill that thing because <laughs> <laughs> I. Yeah, well, that's a way to start Christian radio in the yeah, morning. Yeah, that's it's right. right. That's We're right. Listen, no retribution.
0: I just absolutely destroyed it. I you destroyed the. Uh, you destroyed the evidence of the curse of sin in the world That's brought right. about by Satan. That's
1: right. Like, like, I think it was a bit of an overreaction because it was like, as as I inspected the spider, I was like, oh, it's just a huntsman.
0: Yeah, but freakiest the freakiest
1: looking that spiders on the planet. so massive and uh-huh. like this thing was huge. Like it was in the bottom of my pants. <laughs> <laughs> I was so freaked out. Like as soon as it jumped out, uh, I just like, ah, and yeah, it died. Um, but yeah, I'm grateful to, you know, have lived through that experience um, and to know that. Do you that- know
0: that they speculate that uh, the Huntsman may be the deadliest spider we have in Australia? What? Because they like to inhabit cars and they believe that a lot of unexplained car accidents are actually spiders that have jumped out at the wrong time and people have run off the road. Dude. Could be a thing.
2: You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on
0: Faith FM. Positively different. Okay, so somebody's texting in to say, I'm so glad you survived your horrific experience, Lord. That's right. That's <laughs> However, right. However, I can't understand how you could kill it considering it was just passing by. It would have been more scared than you. Uh, just, just, just. You yeah. I'll add to that. Is just what to, to do a little spider thing and find his little spider family and be reunited with its... I, I really other like... spiders where they'd eat, eat each other and d- have baby spiders.
1: <laughs> well, dude, I really hit caveman brain when I saw that thing crawl out of my pants. Like, I'm not even joking. Like, as soon as I saw it, I'm like, you are done. And then I like, just splat- absolutely smashed this thing. Like, I kind of feel bad. I'm like, I could have just... You know, chucked it out the window, and it would have landed it on its feet and been on its way. But I just—it just gave me such a fright. Like my my heart rate was up, my adrenaline was pumping, and I was like, "You're done, bro. You're—it's over." Yes.
0: Well, <laughs> unfortunately, back in my bogan days, my brother had a house that was kind of next door to where I lived, and. <laughs> Unfortunately. Uh, But, yeah, it used to get invaded by huntsmen every now and then. And we used to – any huntsman that came inside got shot. (laughs) (laughs) It was was kind of that kind of house, you know, in the process of turning back to Mother Earth. But anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the things that rednecks do. Uh, (laughs) That was a long time ago. Shout out, Tasmania. Yeah, hey, what can I say? Maybe I shouldn't have said all of that. but. (laughs) We now need to finish with spider stories. Tell us some positively different news. Positively different news. We'll, we'll check this out. This is like, I read this
1: story about basically what I would call like mushrooms on steroids this morning. And in the way yes. that it is, there's this fungus. I am
0: suspicious just of where this listen, story is going. Just listen. There's a fungus. Mushrooms on steroids or mushrooms with steroids in them? No, no. It's it's not actually mushrooms,
1: okay. but it is a fungus. that grows. That grows in the Himalayas. What's the difference between mushroom and fungus? The same thing. Yeah, but that's but it's not a mushroom fungus. Like there's different kinds of. But anyway, it grows in the Himalayas, and it, dude, this thing is wild. And they've they've been using this this particular fungus. They're giving it uh the name of NUC seven seven three eight is this fungus that has been used in Chinese medicine for literally thousands of years to, mm-hmm. c- to cure like inflammatory and, and you know, like Chinese people, they'll see like a spot and they'll say, oh, that's that's cancer and they'll use it to cure it. They've now like been doing a bunch of like extensive research and work on it at, in Oxford University and they've found that this has 40 times greater potency than than like chemo itself with limited side effects.
0: You've got to be joking. And they're just like How has the world missed this for like the last two hundred years 200, since medicine was invented?
1: That's right. Well it's that's the thing. They've been using this for thousands of years in Chinese medicine. Like you
0: uh, And it's not to say that we're gonna promote everything that happens in Chinese medicine. But that's right. That's right. Yeah. Because some of it is just old lifestyles and some of it well actually is probably not good for you. And some of it's probably just
1: like take opium and
2: i don't don't know much about chinese medicine but
1: but the point is is that yeah they found this fungus in the himalayas and it has been doing incredible things i think the main and most important thing about it is unlike receiving chemo like the fungus itself breaks down like it's a natural entity that breaks down in the bloodstream and has the ability to go straight to the cancer um and attack it without then you know infecting the rest of your body with Deadly radiation. So, is this something that can be grown commercially? Um, This is what they're considering at the moment because, as you know, fungus grows off dead plants. Yes, and it's like a result of death. I assume that they should be able to. Well, well, if this is evidence of the curse,
0: then why is it solving everyone's problems? Because it's a form of chemotherapy. That means it's incredibly toxic. Because yeah. chemotherapy is toxic. But it's, actually, no, it's. I, I, this but is this a really is the point: story. is that it's not Yeah, chemotherapy. It's pretty impressive. But yeah, this impressive. is really
1: awesome. So, Oxford University, their collaborators, you know, in the pharmaceutical industry, they're currently getting together and they're starting clin- clinical trials because they've already, you know, done gone through the the kind of prototype, the testing phase, and now they're yeah doing clinical trials giving it to a bunch of different patients with these cancers and seeing what they can do in the future so you know this is definitely something to watch out for you're listening to the breakfast show podcast on faith fm positively different
0: Okay, so National's MP Ann Webster has uh, proposed legislation to hold social media accountable for the content that is posted on their various platforms. And so this is interesting uh, to see, you know, sort of where this is actually going to go. And particularly looking at uh, material that is defamatory in nature. Mm. So the way it would work is that the e-commissioner. Would serve as a censor, and when they found uh, material that they felt was defamatory, they would give both the person who has posted the material and the owner of the platform, you know, so Facebook or Twitter or whatever, 48 hours to make sure that it gets pulled down. Mm. Now, I, I've got some questions about this, and I don't have a solution. And the reason I have questions because I can see the tremendous danger of social media. I can see that how social media creates an echo box that inflames your current position and uh, just makes it so much more aggro than what it was before. Mm. Because it just it fires you up and fires you up and fires you up and fires you up because you keep seeing the same kind of material, and basically it feeds you propaganda that you believe in, mm. and that. You know, is not necessarily healthy. We should be listening to, you know, a broad range of ideas and comparing a broad range of ideas in a healthy society. Social media limits that and stops you from seeing that broad range of ideas. Now, the other thing that. So I can see the danger of social media. I can see how that it has really, really created tensions in the world that never existed before. Mm. The solution to what to do with that, I don't really know. And I'm not sure that this is actually the solution because what this then does is it puts limits on free speech and anything i think that we do with you know legislating against social media is limiting free speech and destroying citizen media mm. so social media the rise of social media has really created the rise of citizen media back in the past we had you know commercial media and now you've kind of got a choice between commercial media and citizen media totally and I think that has been healthy because it creates a healthy exchange of ideas. It creates platforms when people can, you know, discuss ideas backwards and forwards. Unfortunately, we see a lot more yelling backwards and forwards than we do discussions. Mm. Uh, but it does provide an area in which your ideas and thoughts can be challenged. Uh, and the mainstream media can be challenged as well. Mm. And, I, and I think that is actually a positive thing, also. Now, the other question that goes through my mind is, don't we already have legislation against defamation? You know, we've got a recent case that was settled here in in Australia where um, a Victorian MP won $875,000 for defamation Um, and Facebook apologised for not deleting. You know, there's basically conspiracy theorists jump on there and and started posting a whole bunch of conspiracy theorist posts about this particular uh, MP Mm. and... None of it had any basis in fact. And so one of the great dangers with having citizen media is because the individuals who are posting are so small, there is very little to hold them to account. So a big media organization is held to account simply by its size because it's worth suing. Mm. You can go after it and you've got money to win. You come after me, what are you going to get? Nothing. A patrol. Yeah, a Nissan patrol. That's about it. Uh, And so... Nobody is going to spend. It, it would cost you more money to come after, you know, yourself or myself than what you would actually get from it. So nobody does that. And so this is the, you know, social media is. It's great to have citizen media, but it's also very unaccountable. Mm. No one is there to hold you to account, and so it does become a great platform for fake news. You can pretty much get on there and make up any news story that you want, and people will uh, be more than ready to believe it. It's it's obviously it's not hard to create algorithms that do this kind of thing because when we look at things that are already illegal uh, and are also socially unacceptable, you don't find them popping up on Facebook. Mm. You don't find child pornography on Facebook. Yeah, why? Because not because people aren't trying to post it, but because Facebook is very very diligent at policing it. Mm. Uh, what I wonder is why can't they be just as diligent in policing all of the. Uh, uh, accounts that have a pretty young girl on the front cover who just wants to sell sex. Yeah. You know, I mean, how many of those do you get a day trying to friend you? Dude, it's like numerous a week. Yeah. And it's I probably a, get it's between the, one and three a day. Yeah,
1: totally. And then it's just like a link. If you click on the account, it's just a link back to some website
0: where, where they just want to sell whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So it's obviously, you know, this is something that they can do. It's not hard for them to do, but the, the will is not there to do it. Mm. So I don't know what the solution is. It concerns me. It's just one of those things in our world today that we need to be aware of, we need to be praying about, uh, because social media is also a great way of being able to spread the word of God. Mm. Uh, we've been on social media for the last week. We were on again last night with the NDOT Digital, and we'll continue to be on through to the end of this week, and you'll find that on Facebook and on YouTube where we present the Word of God, which is a fantastic mm. opportunity. Interesting speech by our good... No, well, maybe... By, <clears throat> by Vladimir Putin. I was going to say oh. our good friend. I'm going to say our old friend. me change it from good <laughs> friend to old friend, and maybe not even friend is the right word to use. But Vladimir Putin in Sochi uh, on Thursday uh, made a speech in which he stated he was somewhat bemused at the paralysis unfolding in the West. Okay, And it's interesting to look at the things that he listed, particularly because of his ideological background. Mm. Um, He listed these things, the blotting out of history, affirmative action for minorities, renunciation of family values, uh, renunciation of the roles of mother, father, distinction of the sexes. Uh, And he says these recipes are not new. This was the foundation of what... They did back in 1917 in the Bolshevik Revolution. This mm. is these are the dogmas of Marx and Engels and the fight for equality against uh, discrimination turns into aggressive dogmatism. Mm. He's probably well qualified to actually speak on this subject because he lives in a country that killed 20 million people as a result of these kinds of ideas. He says the demands of Hollywood... Which come down to you know in any production, how many personalities, how, how many personality types, how many actors uh, how many different uh, sexes are represented, how many different genders, how many different colors, how many different races, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. he says that these are tighter restrictions than anything that was ever produced by the Department of Propaganda of the Soviet Communist Party of the Central Committee) <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is a wild That is
0: a pretty wild statement by Vladimir Putin, but he is coming from a position where he actually does probably know what he's talking about. Mm. Um it's interesting that Khrushchev said that the uh Soviet Russia would take the United States without ever needing to fire a shot because once the gap between the wealthy and the poor got big enough, it would automatically turn to communism. Mm. And that's all that had to happen. Just let the gap between poor and wealthy grow and grow and grow. (laughs) And that gap has certainly grown. Mm. Anyway, so interesting to see Putin's uh, reflections on uh, what is happening in the West. And, you know, also to look at that within the context of Bible prophecy, because Mm. Bible prophecy talks about, you know, the United States being uh, the last superpower in the world. And we can certainly see cracks forming in the US. And you can certainly see an environment where it's starting to look like it could implode on itself, which tells me that Jesus is coming back very soon. Anyway, the Vatican has just released uh, census details. Uh, this is in their new newspaper, the Vatican newspaper Fighters. Um, their membership increased by 15 million. They have a membership of 1.2 billion. Uh, increased by 15 million between 2018 and 2019. Of course, these figures lag by a few years so that they can get them accurate. Uh, interestingly, amongst that, uh, Africa was up by 8.3 million. The Americas were up by 5.3 million. Asia up by 1.9. Oceania up by 118,000. Um, and Europe was down by 300,000. Oh, wow. Yes, so that's the first time that Europe's ever gone down. Of course, they uh, make up 17.7% of the global population. Christianity in total makes up 31.2%, Islam 24.1%, Hinduism 15% of the global population, Agnosticism 9% and Atheism and Buddhism are tied at 7%.
1: You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different.
0: Fantastic staff. Well, joining us on the phone this morning is Dr. Sven Erstring, who talks to us about apolog- apologetic subjects. Dr. Sven Erstring, welcome to the show.
2: Uh, good morning, Lyle, and-, and Lawson. It's good to be back with you again today.
0: It's fantastic to have you as a part of the program. Dr. Sven Erstring. what are we talking about today? What's our topic of discussion for this day?
2: Okay. So normally, Lyle, we, we dive into some really um, mind-bending, really Challenging ideas that that make, make you stop and think, and you go like, "Oh, I need a bit of headspace to to get around those questions or comments." Well, today I'm going to go with a much more kind of lighter, fun kind of approach. I want to I want to explore a movie that I recently watched with with my family, and um, and that movie is a movie called A Matter of Faith. Uh, you can you can actually watch this movie. It's about one hour and twenty seven minutes long, a typical movie length. And if you go to, to YouTube, uh, the producers of the um, movie have uploaded it there. And you can search for a, a matter of faith. Uh, you'll find both the, the trailer and the full movie as, as well. And, and sometimes while um, being able to explore these deep issues using a um, you know, culturally interesting a, a narrative, a story-based um you know kind of plot or, or you know frame is is really really exciting really interesting as well
0: it, yeah indeed indeed I, I i've not heard of this movie before i'm going to have to go and look it up again how long has this movie been around for
2: um it's it's been around for uh it's been around for about uh, five or six years uh, so you know it's not it's not been produced last month but I hadn't heard of it before either, and a, a family member of mine actually recommended that we uh, watch it. And sat down and hey, you know, it, it is actually pretty good. I mean, obviously, Hollywood has much bigger budgets, um, but uh, this movie is is really quite uh, fascinating. And and the key, Lyle, is the storyline. So, so let me give you the storyline without kind of spoiling the the. Um, uh, the end of the story for you. So, so what happens is this is that there's a um a young woman, uh Rachel, she's heading off to university or colleges that stay in the States and uh um her parents are uh, sending her off with a um farewell uh dinner and party and she heads to to university. And at university uh she enrolls for a biology Class, a biology unit, and uh, the the lecturer there is just so engaging. He's magnetic. Um, he he will give everybody who attends his class a pass or a C uh, just if they attend. And so, you know, it's an it's it's amazing time. Everybody wants to be part of his class. The only thing is this is that the, the professor is a committed um or you know, very strong atheist and an evolutionist. And so what happens is this is that the girl Rachel um starts to kind of wonder, okay, well which which way should we go? She's brought up in a family um who was Christian, who believed in creation, and now she's being taught by her professor that um uh evolution is true. And and while I'd say this is actually a very, very common um scenario that happens right across Australia. um it happens in New Zealand, it happens in in uh, definitely United States and England, but you know even places like Fiji and papua New guinea um this is this is a story which is not you know, one of its a kind. It's it's actually very very common.
0: Yes, it is a very common one, uh, Doctor Zaven Ostering. And one of the things that I think that we have been incredibly remiss on is that we have not provided in our in our uh, faith based schools, we have not provided for the year twelve students for their religion class uh, twelve months of apologetics to prepare them for what they will face at university. We send them out to university with nothing, and it's a tragedy. Yes. And we need, yes, to, we need yes. to look at this. We need to do this kind of thing. And I think part of the problem is that our we, we, we're we not training our... Yeah, I don't know what the problem is. But anyway, it's something that I'm quite passionate about. I think that this is an area in which our faith-based schools can really do a tremendous amount of good in preparing young people to go to university.
2: Yes, yes. So, so let me give you more of the story. So what happens is this, is that Rachel's dad, Stephen... Starts to kind of twig, but, you know, there's something happening here, and, and he actually starts to do a bit of a search, and he finds, uh, that Professor Kamen, uh, the, the, the biology lecturer, um, he is an atheist and evolutionist teaching Darwinian evolution, and so he goes into the, the university to actually challenge the guy. And, uh, Professor Kamen, um, in the process, um, responds and says, okay, you're very passionate about this, why don't we do a debate on campus and then it's all on. And so it's it's a really exciting movie. Um, of course, you know, how would you like, if you're a young woman, how would you like your dad uh to come onto university and debate a professor? Uh you know, it's it's a um it's a set up for, you know, a whole very dramatic kind of story. And of course, um you know, the other thing too would be you know what actually happens to to the dad uh what happens in the debate you know is he completely shot down by the professor um it's a story really to watch but what i would like to do um this morning is is not necessarily give you the end of the story because i mean that would really spoil it for for all of you um you know who are listening today but what i'd like to do is i'd like to explore what are the possibilities uh for for you um, or if some of your um, uh, children are going to university, well, how would you kind of respond to that? So, And, and Lyle, this could be actually not only um, government universities, but it could also be even Christian um, universities, because while the reality is that, as you would know well, um, there's a, a significant number of even Christian universities who are teaching Theistic evolution, um, as as the the historical way in which we came into existence as human beings.
0: Yes, it's uh, and theistic evolution is the is the most. Um is the most painful position out of all of the different positions. You can have uh, biblical creation, you can have theistic evolution, you can have uh, Darwinian evolution, but theistic evolution is just the most challenging one of all of them to position of all of them to try and take and defend. But it seems that a lot of our universities choose this as a compromise position between the two.
2: Yes, yes. And, and so what I want to do is I want to um, consider three different types of people who could be um listening today and maybe heading to university or, or know someone who is so first of all um let's say for example you are a young person um and you're heading towards university but you don't actually have any commitment to the bible or creation you're heading into study biology or sociology or psychology or something like that what i would like to do is i would like to invite you and maybe challenge you um to uh to explore the alternative worldview, which is the biblical and Christian worldview of creation. And, uh, you know, you could do that. Uh, you could go to, there's a number of websites. There's creation.com. There's answers in Genesis. Uh, there's there's a whole lot of books um, on Amazon, um, or you can go to Kurong uh, website as well. And just explore it and say, okay, well, is it possible that... Um, that evolution is false so this is not the only explanation for life so for example you could go to amazon.com.au or com and look for a book evolution impossible or evolution's achilles heel and just have a read so i'd like to encourage you if you're that kind of person now number 2 if you're a if you're a young person who has had a christian um, upbringing and you come from a christian family i would like to um, encourage you to not only um, read your your Bible, read creation material, but also read evolutionary um, material to understand what it what it um, teaches. But to come back and and say, okay, what are the solid reasons for believing in creation? Because you want to know. You do not want to be caught unawares. Um, in the movie, Rachel sort of—it's almost like she didn't have—understands this, which you know, um, I guess, is moving, but it's certainly um, possible. So, you know, if you're a young person, I would encourage you to dive into this topic and to look for genuine, solid evidence uh, for both sides, and in particular for creation, because my experiences—you will find incredible uh, evidence for biblical creation.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and I think that we don't really have anything to fear here. Uh, Mm. So often I think we approach this with a a level of trepidation and fear and think, oh, you know, if we read anything about evolution, we're going to be convinced by it. But I find that the arguments are so much more compelling in favour of a creation scenario and the arguments for evolution are so weak. I think we probably have a level of fear because it is so pervasive and mm. there's this kind of feeling that, well, if everybody believes it, then I must be the odd one out and I must be wrong, whereas the reality is that, no, there is an increasing number of science and scientists who are recognising that the theory of you know, Darwinian evolution is actually impossible and that it didn't happen, um, it, which is you know a problem for the scientific community, particularly when people who are not people of faith come to these kinds of conclusions.
2: Mm. And so yes. I
0: think we need to, I think we need to, uh, to lose our fear. And recognise that there are good, solid answers out there for you know whatever, yes. whatever the university is going to throw at us.
2: Yes, and then the final person that I'd like to um, just consider and, and you know even um, uh, speak to this morning, while would be parents of young people who are heading through high school and um, heading towards university as well. And I would like to encourage you as parents to take the time to talk about creation and evolution and why we can believe in biblical creation. Uh, because the fact is this, is that you don't want your um, your child, the you know, the person that God has given to you um, to, you know, just have to face this very, very big, very acidic issue, if I could put it that way, um, alone without the background so so make it a topic that we can talk about um, so so that you know if there's questions that arise in biology classes or psychology or sociology that that you know your son or your daughter can come to you and say look I'm being challenged by this uh, can we sit down and talk about it um, and not only that to be proactive as well to to actually um, you know take this, Um, This issue head on And that's what I'd like to to do Certainly, you know, the movie is very dramatic Um, It's a great uh, watch In terms of You know, both the family dynamics And also the the creation evolution Um, But we're also talking Not about just a you know, fictitious story. We're talking about your son, your daughter, your grandchild as well. And and I'd like to encourage you dive into this topic with your kids.
0: And, and while we're talking about that, um, I understand that you watch this movie with your children. So, what age group appropriate uh, is this movie appropriate for?
2: Well, it's it's rated for for twelve and and up. So, so it's certainly um, very appropriate for. For high school students, my kids were actually are actually um, eight and ten, so they're a bit below. But you know, we've been talking a lot about these things, and you know, you could you could sort of tell my kids were like, you know, going through the debate. They were sort of gripping the edge of their seats, you know, wanting to know what was going to happen because you know it's very very dramatic. Um, but the interesting thing is this: is that you know, just a um, Sunday ago. Uh, my kid said to me, "Look, can we watch that again because we'd love to to see it and and even though it has that drama, it has that that you know that the the edge, what's going to happen, the suspense uh, the fact is this is that it is better for our um, kids to know about this to to be prepared rather than you know just to to ignore it put our heads in the sand as they say.
0: Absolutely. Dr. Sven Erstring, thank you so much for sharing with us. That movie is called A Matter of Faith, and some of the materials there that Dr. Sven was recommending to us was uh, creation.com, Answers in Genesis, uh, Evolution Impossible, that book, uh, Evolution's Achilles' Heel, etc. Some fantastic resources there. Uh, We'll move on with the show.
2: Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.